I'm Tammy McCarthy. And I'm Becky Fleischer. We're two soul sisters on the front lines of growth and transformation, getting real about it all. You know, sometimes we're totally in our woo-woo groove, walking on light. Yep. And other times, we lose our footing and end up tripping over those very same rays of sunshine. That's That's woo-woo in the real world. On this show, we're giving you an inside look at all the healing practices and mindfulness that we use and how we integrate them into our lives. Yep, we're talking to interesting people who can help us along the way as we look at some of the woo and wild things that make us go, hmm. We hope that you'll join us. Living Living woo-woo in the real world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Woo Woo in the Real World. Hey, Beck. Hey, Tammy. So it's a giveaway when we're actually filming this because we're both wearing red. Mm-hmm. The day of love, the day of yes. the heart. Yes. So uh, thanks for spending Valentine's Day with me. <laughs> Thank you. This is a highlight of my Valentine's Day. I have this. I'm going to do a walk with a girlfriend and dinner with my son. And it's nice. a good one. Yeah. And it's gorgeous outside. So. Yeah. I mean, it's so nice outside. Um, so Dan is traveling. Um, so yeah, so I have hopefully dinner with my son later too. The one that I don't normally get to spend so much time with, which will be nice. That is very nice. Yeah. Fantastic. So speaking of love, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I've been thinking about the idea of loving yourself and how even as moms, you know, we, we put it all out there for everybody. We're constantly in, you know, caretaking mode and the to-do list of making sure that everybody's favorite stuff is either in the fridge or in the snack cupboard. Right. (laughs) But, you know, it's, um, it's an interesting choice to, and you have to choose it. You have to choose taking time for yourself, treating Mm -hmm. yourself, with the, with your own compassion and care the way you do for other people. And that's not always easy, right? No, it's not. Especially when you have, I think when you have really little kids, it's a, even a harder choice an even harder choice to take that time and to really choose that route because little kids are, are so demanding of time and attention and care. And there's not a lot of breathing space there. Um, so it's, difficult at different phases of your life for different reasons, but yeah, Yeah. it's always, it's always tricky. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, so we both, uh, went to, uh, Menla resort. Yes, uh, we did. Skills this past weekend. Um, and thanks to you for surfacing that opportunity, um, to attend the deep space sound and yoga retreat. And, just to build on what you were just saying, um, you know, there were so many interesting people in our group, which I thought was awesome because you so know, good. never know mm-hmm. who will be at these and who you'll be spending the weekend with. Um, but these were really awesome humans. And what we were just talking about um, in terms of moms and kids and time and, you know, spending time on ourselves that we and on everybody else, which can often be hard for us to do as women. I was so inspired by the two moms that drove down from Rochester. Yeah. So one of the women has five kids under the age of three. And I thought, 
if this woman can take time out, <laughs> right? I mean, her husband gifted it to her, which was also incredibly sweet. Um, yeah, good job. Well, men that do that. <laughs> so, uh, yes, um, that's amazing. But um, yeah, I mean, that was that was an example right there of someone who I'm sure she had many misgivings as she was packing up and saying goodbye to everybody, but she took the time, right? And And we got to witness that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the practitioners, her dad had just passed away and she was still holding space and taking the yeah. time the mother came to the retreat, right? That was really special and really incredible that that, um, I think it says a lot to how grounding those experiences can be and how important they are when, especially when you hit these moments of, um, acceleration through growth. I think that losing someone like, like a parent or a spouse, I I may have lost my dad. So I'm speaking from personal experience here. When that happens to you, you, you can either really contract or you can, or it can crack you wide open and either way it's highly disruptive. And it's just, it's, it's really one of the most, um, for me, it was one of the most spiritually incredible times of my life. And so for them to, um, to choose to come to this retreat and to choose it as a, as a celebration of his life, which was beautiful and a real grounding of their own energy, which really, you know, after you lose someone, your energy, it's kind of like going everywhere, which is why you don't have a lot of clarity. You know, you, you can't, your mental faculties aren't really in place because your energy is really, it just explodes your, Mm -hmm. your, your heart, your heart really explodes, you know, the deeper your love was then the deeper the grief is. So, uh, it it says a lot that they chose to come and knowing the power that that retreat would have for that grounding and that kind of sacred space of healing. And the number of times that, um, her mom who lost her husband said, this has been so healing. This has been so healing was just really touching. Yeah. Really powerful. A really amazing woman. Amazing. Um, so the last time we recorded our last session was all about setting intentions. And, um, you know, I've been really trying to honor that. Um, and so on Friday, as I was driving up that two hour drive, um, to the Catskills, you know, I was having a dialogue with myself about it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what do I really want to get out of this weekend, you know, um, but also allowing myself the space to say, you know what, whatever comes up, comes up. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. And, um, and that's part of this, this journey, right. This journey that what we've been talking about and what we affectionately call woo woo in the real world. Right. And it's a topic that you yourself explored in your, your prior uh, podcast, Mm-hmm. Um, unleashing your soul song. It's this, in my language, it's more um, for me, how I like to frame it is authentically becoming yourself, right? Yes, indeed. And it's this idea of, and it's not just an idea, it's actually a choice. It's a choice to choose consciousness. It's a choice to be an active participant in your own healing. It's a, it's a choice to say, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Yeah. Where, where did these thought, what are, what's the origin of this thought? Is it, is it actually true or where did I pick this up? 
right? Mm -hmm. Where did I pick up this behavior? Where did I pick up this habit? And when you start to really, once you say, and however that, that happens, right? For some people, it could be the loss of a parent. For another person, it could be a loss of a job. Um, mm -hmm. It could be, you know, the pandemic and just being confronted with having to live your life in a way that maybe you weren't used to, but also maybe you didn't want to confront. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden we're kind of all in this place of confronting so much. Right. And we can choose to welcome that, that change um, and whatever it is that whether we, we are forced into the change or the experience. Um, and and that's, that's, that's the journey. Right. And I think, you know, some of the conversations, there was a conversation uh, around the dinner table and I think you were there over the weekend as well. So one of the um, practitioners, he was uh, John, who was part of the husband and wife team. Um, and that was his father-in-law that died. And so they were, they were doing this as a family. Right. Um, but we, we were talking about how, workshops and events in this space. So whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation, whether it's breath work, whether it's sound, whatever the modality is or what people are out there exploring and doing right in that woo woo spectrum, yeah. right? whether they're new at it or advanced at it, where what, a lot of the conversations were, um, you know, I may have had 20 people in my workshop, you know, a couple of years ago. And now there's so much demand and so many people, 50 people, 60 people, 80 people, hundreds mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. uh, participating in workshops, retreats. And there seems to be this collective energy or energy in the collective around transition and change mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what actually brings me joy. What actually do I want to be putting my energy into yeah. versus I'm just putting my energy into this because, you know, I want to please my mother. I want to please my partner. I don't want to disappoint this one or that one. Um, and so I found that really, really fascinating um, to kind of explore all of that a little deeper. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, just kind of the origins of, and once you, you know, if you take a macro view, it could be really overwhelming, but what I'm really working on in this part of my journey is what are the small things that I can do that mm -hmm. make me feel like they're having an impact or I feel like I'm not taking, I'm not biting off more than I can chew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm in the exact same spot of, and I think most people are, I think when the pandemic, obviously it was the great reset, a big contraction. And so there's always, you know, for every opposite, there's going to be the and you're yeah. going to go to the other side of people really kind of reevaluating. So it's, it's not terribly surprising, but it's also kind of right on time because if you listen to healers, if you talk to people who um, are in this space, they talk about how we're moving from the age of information to the age of intuition. Yes. And so it's, I think there is a collective evolution that's happening and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of our systems that are not able to keep up with that type of evol evolutionary um, change from information to intuition, because we're really, as a society, we're really set up on information. We are a very head heavy society, definitely not a heart led society. And intuition is a heart led stance. You know, it's right. a different posture. 
And so I think individually we're seeing people really feeling that shift and moving toward that shift. And it's just going to continue to ripple through our organizations and through our societies. Um, but it's probably going to be a really slow process, but it, but it is fascinating to see the numbers going up and the people having conversations and, you know, even looking at my own life and we've talked Mm -hmm. about this, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, if you would have told me, I would have been like swimming in these waters. I would have been like, you're out of your mind. You know, I don't, because I would have said, I don't have time for that. Who has time for that kind of woo woo thinking. And really it goes back to what you were saying about it's a choice. It's a choice about where you spend your time. And it's Mm -hmm. a choice about, um, it's a choice to heal or not heal. And one of the things I think that can be confusing when we think about healing a healing journey uh, is, you know, what exactly does that mean? What's it mean if you're on a healing journey? And to me, uh, it's not so much about fixing anything that's broken because I don't believe that we're broken. I believe that we just are reclaiming our wholeness. Mm -hmm. And part of that reclamation for me has really been reclaiming all the different parts of me, you know, the parts that I, I, you know, the shadow parts, the false self parts, the deeper self parts, the, (laughs) all the parts and going back. And it's kind of what you were saying about like, why do I make the choices that I make? Why do I keep doing the same thing? When you start to unpack it and unbundle it, you can usually put your finger on it and say, oh, that's my, you know, that's my wounded 26 year old, you know, trying to like stand up and justify her decisions, you know, and, and that's where that's coming from or, um, just different parts of, of who I am and knowing that the, the heart part or the spiritual part, the more conscious part, the part that can go more macro and see the bigger picture really needs to be the one that's in control, Mm -hmm. but needs to be the one that is also welcoming all those parts Well, welcoming them to the table and saying like, what is it that you're afraid of? What is it that you're bringing? What is it that you're not getting that you need? Because when we get stuck, when we feel like we're stuck, that is a red flag waving at us saying there is a need you, there's a fundamental need that you have that is not being met. Totally. Right. So you're feeling these, you're feeling in your body that there's something going on. And as you describe it right now, it's this need that isn't being met. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we were to unpack that, right. Which is a really important thing, right. Because, and actually there are two things that when you said that, I was like, that, that is so interesting because one of the things that during the retreat, um, what was his name? Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy was the guy from California who did that amazing yoga session um, and, and also part of the sound stuff, but he said a phrase that just really cut through for me, like nothing has ever cut through. Right. And so, and it goes back to what you just said, which is going for what Billy said was, I believe the phrase was, um, this is an opportunity to cut out the middleman. And the little man is your mind. It's your monkey mind. Your monkey mind is designed to just chatter, 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 chatter. And it's taking in all this information, like you had said, right? And it's like, what are the sources of this information? First of all, (laughs) right? Like, you know, stop the doom, scrooms, scrolling and all of that kind of stuff. Um, 
but that phrase really stuck with me to the, and then I, I want to read this quote to you actually, because um, I saved it for this conversation because I didn't know if it was going to come up and you so brilliantly brought us there, which is the advocate and the critique will always be in the car with you. Your actions, thoughts, and deeds will dictate who's in the driver's seat. Mm, and that's mm. basically what Billy is saying. And that's basically the, the situation that you so eloquently framed just now, which is this need is coming up for me, mm-hmm. right? There's something going on and there is a need here that's not being met. Yeah. And so whatever the, I mean, when you think about your own, and this is, you know, for me and for everybody in the world, when you think about your own moments where you bounced into this world, you took your first breaths and your experience as a child, right? Did you feel safe? Were you nurtured? Did, were you loved? Where, what was, what were the adults doing in the room around you? What was your reality like? And if anybody thinks that that's not impacting them now in their adult world, (laughs) you know, and, and that's the work that's, that is the inner work. So when that need comes up or are you, am I, is anybody out there going to be the person that says I'm in the driver's seat and whatever I need right now to meet this, am I going to stick with the programming and the conditioning that I've had my whole life where I'm like, Okay, my needs don't matter, you know, yeah. whatever that is. Um, or are you going to take a stand for yourself? And are you going to say, this is what I need, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the the idea that whatever is happening on the other side of that, you know, are you being heard? Are you being seen? Do you feel safe to express that? Um, that is the journey. Right. But we are in the driver's seat. And we don't, we don't realize it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's part of what's scary about, especially when you are on uh, a healing journey, because only you can heal yourself. Every healer will say that, you know, when we had Leslie on, she said the same thing. She was like, I'm not healing people. I I'm just, I'm, I'm holding the space. You know, I'm being a conduit of information that can help them in their own healing journey. And I think even, um, I think even our facilitators this weekend said that mm-hmm. at some point about, you know, the healing is all in, it's all inside of you. It's kind mm-hmm. of how you can pull that up and, 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 um, and just feel it. it and feel mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And really kind of go there for yourself. Um, you know, the, this whole thought about like consciously choosing or choosing consciousness, like yes. choosing that over and over and over again, it's exhausting. I mean, it really is so exhausting. And I mean, a good example of this, of from this past weekend, we had such a lovely weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in, like you were saying, setting the intention. I did the same thing on Friday morning when I wrote my morning pages, I was, mm-hmm. took some time to really say, you know, what are my intentions for this weekend? And we booked this so many months ago. So, it, you know, what, whatever drew me to it, then I have since, you know, <laughs> moved on from whatever pulled us, you know, to say (laughs) yes in the first place. I was like, okay, so what, where am I now? What am I looking for this weekend? Um, And I really didn't have anything. I, I, so I, what I landed on was, you know, I just really want to be present. I just want to be present and, and I want it to be what it's going to be. And I, and one of the things that I, I kind of came to was I don't need it to be uh, more 
enlightening right. than, it, than it is. Right. And I think that's something that at least for me, I, 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 I try to be aware of and conscious of, because when you do start to move down what I call like the path of becoming, when you start to embrace the edge of becoming mm -hmm. and you're going on this further journey down the road mm -hmm. of enlightenment or, you know, consciousness or whatever you want to call it, um, things do start happening that are like, that are mind blowing that you're just like, how did that just happen? How did that really just come to be like, this stuff mm -hmm. is real alignment is real. And, and these mystical experiences happen that are really like, psh. um, but there comes a point where, at least for me, where I, I, I'm kind of settling into a grounded, um, kind of reality that that exists everywhere and mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be, you know, I don't always need some ma major flashy, you know, like revelatory yeah. moment for an experience to be healing. So that was for me kind of what I came away from the weekend with is, um, I had a lot of subtle, like you had said, like subtle, I had a lot of subtle things happen over the weekend. There wasn't like one standout major moment that happened. I had some cool things that I felt and experiences mm -hmm. that I had during our sound baths. Um, but I didn't have like anything that I would be like, Oh my gosh, wait till I tell you, you know, you're never going to believe, which mm -hmm. I feel like I have had those moments. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it was still completely healing. It was still very healing. Yeah, no, for sure. You, you said uh, something a moment ago, which is really for me, what, what I flashed on was, um, this idea of signs. And like, we, we've spoken about that as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could, we could be out there looking for signs. We could be asking for signs, but ultimately, you know, what are we going to do about the signs? Yes. Yeah. Right? Um, and I, I haven't really been, a person that has necessarily like asked for signs. Um, but whenever, and I've, when I've, I've had powerful experiences around, oh my, oh my gosh, like, whoa, like that feather that showed up on my porch one day or, you know, whatever. And it wasn't windy or anything like that. And this was this giant feather, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> but when I set uh, the address in my Google maps on Friday morning, um, mm -hmm. to go up to the retreat. Um, so I put the address in and I hit start. And then when it popped up on the screen, it said 111 miles. So that's one, one, one. Yep. And then all throughout the weekend, um, I would, I would see ones. Right. And then I came home and I was still seeing ones. So it was really interesting that, what in terms of what you were saying is, you know, there weren't these big aha moments, mm -hmm. but sometimes we get these nudges when we're doing something that says, you know what, this is the right thing for you to be doing. Follow that or keep doing more of that. Yes. Or, right. Like, you know, it's not going to be some package that says, Becky, you have arrived at your healing <laughs> destination, right? You are healed. Everyone. <laughs> It, it doesn't work that way. Badly, no. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to have those signs when they come up, you know, and and, um, and I think 
in terms of the sound that we were experiencing, which was quite a range <laughs> of things, we'll have to have those on um, and specifically talk about vibration, vibration and frequency and really dedicate a show to that because yeah. it is a fascinating topic. Um, and we could spend a lot of time talking about that and, and our experience of experiencing it. Right. So I definitely want to have those guys back on for sure. Oh yeah. That would be great to have them on. Uh, we will have to introduce everyone to them. And I'm so glad you brought up the thing about the signs because it's very funny. I, if anyone who's listened to my you past, get major ones all the time, I do. I really do get a yeah. lot of signs and it's weird because I, it's, it's not that I asked for them. I did ask for them one day. That was my <laughs> Woodstock day. I was telling you about my Woodstock day, right. um, which is in a previous episode. So if people have listened to my old podcast, that was in the episode about grief as a, as a tool for transformation. And I did have like a, one of those mind blowing kind of days. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I was leaving on Friday to, I, I was walking out my front door to go get in the car and there was a red bird, no joke, sitting right in the bush, right in front of me, which to me, my red bird signals to me are a sign that I'm like you said, I'm on the right path. Like, mm -hmm. yes, this is right where you're supposed to be. Yes. That's exactly what you should be doing. So I felt like leaving like, Ooh, no matter what happens this weekend, this is where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And then on the way home, no joke on the way home. I, I have had this thing with Hawks for the last, yes. now I'm going on two years. It started last year. It it's going on year two here. And I have for the life of me, not been able to been able to figure out what the Hawk is about. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's intense with the Hawks. I won't go all into it, but like mm -hmm. the Hawk legit dropped a bird's nest. Just so everyone knows, like dropped a bird's nest 10 feet away from me one day. It was incredible. Like right when I was thinking about like, what, what are all the these? One. Yeah. What are all these things no. with these birds anyway? But I saw on the way back, no fewer than 10 hawks. Wow. I stopped counting. I stopped counting. I felt like Harry Potter when the owls, like when he kept seeing owls yeah. and he was like, what's up with all these owls before he knew he was a wizard. Um, I saw all these hawks and I, again, I was driving and I just thought this is just so wild. I cannot figure out what the hawks are about. But I will say this, there is something about that sound and the vibrations and the subtle um, movement of what happens with them, because I got home on Sunday. I was, you know, had the thought on the way back, like, what's up with all these? I mean, I'm stopping to count now. I've hit 10. I'm not counting anymore. How many right, hawks? That's a lot of hawks. Yeah. That's a lot of hawks, right? That's a lot of hawks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two, you know, one there, one there. Okay. But yeah. 10? I mean, yeah. 10. I stopped they're, counting at 10. Stop, they're trying to get your attention. Someone or something is trying yes. to get your attention. Correct. And yeah. so I get home on Sunday, like smack into the real world. I am exhausted. I mm -hmm. don't even realize I, I felt so energized there. And so right. coming back, and I was like, I am, right? yeah, flat out exhausted, go to bed. I wake up the next morning before four 30 and I am like ping wide awake. And I'm feeling like full of energy and all these creative thoughts and all these like insights and intuitions were like swirling. So of course I had to get up and like go straight to my morning pages. And I think I wrote for an hour, just mm -hmm. an hour solid. Mm -hmm. And in that writing, I, I, it, it came about what the, like what the Hawks are about, what the Hawks are about, what the Hawks are about. And it's not like it's a specific, like do this, right. Yeah. But mm -hmm. what the Hawks are about for me, like Hawks are about flying 
it's about raising your sights. It's about getting above and taking a bigger picture view. And so it's like, I feel like I've been so very focused for several years, um, like very focused mm-hmm. on my music and like kind of one direction and, and, and one thing. And I think these Hawks have been telling me like, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. And it's, let's expand out and let's mm-hmm. look and expand out a little bit, spread your wings girl and see what else there is to see in the universe of what you're trying to do here. And it was just, it was so interesting because a lot of stuff came through in those morning pages, just a lot. And I had one of the most creative days yesterday that I've had in a really long time. Yeah, so no, you didn't have any ahas back then. No, no, you had no ahas. Because I had more like magical moments, you know, like (laughs) at the retreat. I know, but that's the thing. You don't know when it's going to come. You don't know. Yeah, I guess that's my point. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's, and it mm-hmm. made space. It made space in your monkey mind. Mm-hmm. You've been working your mind. It made space for that to come through. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is about. You know, yeah. in that session where we were laying there, um, and it was the breath work day. Oh. So breath work and with the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a moment in the breath work where we were doing like the two quick ones in and then the quick one out, like as oh, rapid yeah. as you could do it. Mm-hmm. And I, my body was tingling from head to toe. Um, I could feel just my cells just all waking up in every nook and cranny of my body. And and I was in tears the entire time, right? So just breathing, we, A, take for granted, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, gift it is, right? That's the whole connection to everything. Um, but it allows you to create all that space for the emotion that's somewhere in your subconscious, that's somewhere buried down, that's some type of trauma or experience that you had, in this case I had in my life. Um, and, And to get this stuff up to the surface, to feel it, to release it, and then to have the clarity or the confidence or the space or the bird's eye view or whatever that is for each person that was there. So we were like 15 or 20 people, right? And then anybody that experiences this type of of thing and then goes in and does the inner work. I mean, it's, it's priceless if you can give yourself that gift and that experience because think about what's going to happen now when you go out into the world yeah yeah and you bring authentic becky to the world and i bring authentic tammy to the world and the young moms that were in the room bring their authentic selves to the world and kim who had just lost her husband and she then can go on and bring i mean she had said it which was such a powerful story she came to america from korea And she immediately met her American husband Mm -hmm. 44 years ago. So her experience of coming to America, getting married, that's all part of her journey. And she just lied to this man, um, the love of her life, Mm -hmm. you know, like a week before this retreat. And she has a toolkit now that she can use as she processes her grief, right? She will. 
And, um, and it's, it's just incredible. And this choosing consciousness is about that because otherwise we walk around getting resentful, feeling angry, not being our true authentic selves, you know, no boundaries, having people walk over us, take advantage of us. Um, and so I love the Hawks for you. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess they're going to keep showing up for you, which is awesome (laughs) until I get the message. (laughs) Yeah. Until you decide, like, this is what I'm going to do with this now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love what you were saying about like making that space inside of you because really more than anything, that's, that's what it did. And to tag onto what you're saying about the tools, right? So it's so, um, uh, all of this is so, I love the word, you know, the word and, 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 you know, you can make the space and then you need to have a tool to help you dig out you know, now you have space to go dig, right? So now you need a tool to help you go in there and dig. It's, I, I think that one of the, I guess maybe that's why I brought it up about like nothing remarkable happened at the retreat for me, right? But it it did create, it did create a calm and it did create some kind of shift in the space uh, making that then I did have tools, right? I do have practices that I engage in regularly that I know help me unearth things. And so it's just so important for everyone to find, you know, what those are for themselves. And it doesn't have to be a retreat, a whole weekend, if that's not what your lifestyle accommodates. Right. Yeah. I mean, that fire breathing that we did, I have done that, um, as a a Kundalini yoga, there's a Kundalini yoga person. That's actually how I found this retreat was through this guy online who does these free Kundalini full moon you know, uh, he does full moon and new moon and different activation things. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. So I did a couple and he was doing one from Menla where we were. And, um, but the point is like, that was on a Wednesday night and he records them. So like, you can go back and do that anytime, but that was that fire breathing. It was that same fire breathing. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you can access these things. And Billy said that so many times while we were there, you know, I just want to give you some tools, some things to take back. Yes. Um, and they're so, so simple and I loved yeah. the simplicity of it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Right. And so that's what we want to do for you listener out there in the real world somewhere hearing this podcast. And if you stumbled upon our podcast, it's probably because you need to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. These two chicks sitting here out in the real world, just trying to do our woo and <laughs> Yeah. You know, so last night, um, since I've been back, I had signed up for this workshop. Um, I wanted to support uh, somebody that is starting their own flower business, somebody that I know. And oh, I saw that. Was, I saw you. Yeah. So he was doing uh, a floral workshop at a local restaurant that we go to here called Bed for 234. Um, and again, signed up a while ago. Then it's on my you know calendar uh, the, the day after we get back. And it's interesting because, you know, I just signed up by myself and, but I ended up knowing some people there, but when you slip into these conversations, right. Of people that see you out and about and know you. Right. And so they know that I own a business and they know that it's potentially in transition and, you know, I'm going to be giving up my brick and mortar space. Where am I going to be going? And it was like, I was immediately confronted with that conversation after coming back from this 
you know, like major deep dive into all things outside of that conversation, you know? Yeah. And so that's what the universe does. It just, you know, it's going to keep bringing these things up for you. And, you know, I may have the older version of me, or maybe the one that was not even not, not so old right before this retreat might've had an automatic answer about it. And I decided I wasn't going to give any automatic answers about anything. (laughs) Good for you. But like, that's, that's what woo woo in the real world is, you know, it's you, you do what's right for you. And, um, and as these things come up and you're confronted with reality, (laughs) I want to be thinking about those things or talking about those things. I wanted to be making my flower arrangement. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, how do you, how do you react differently and how do you respond? Right, because you also, I mean, people have good intentions though. They want to feel like they're trying to help me solve my quote unquote problem. Right? <laughs> they have all these solutions or they have all these ideas or, you know, have you thought about, or have you seen? And, um, and it's like, yeah, I have, I have, I've seen these spaces out there and I have thought about these things, but I think when I was laying on the floor in the cat skills this weekend <laughs> or being gunged, you know, <laughs> that's right. Something else came up for me and I think I'm going to go follow that. That's exciting. And, and I, to, to your point, cause as you were talking about people, that is our natural human tendency is to like, I have an idea or I have a solution or I, cause your mind is like, Oh, there's, there's potential for, um, choices and there's potential also for stillness and, you know, no activity. And then, so you you know, your mind doesn't like that because then it goes out of business, you know? So it's like, I think people gravitate toward the, the busy work, like the busyness, like that's an easier, almost like low hanging fruit of stuff to grab. The habits, the conditioning, right? The easy. Yeah. Right. Versus, versus laying still on a yoga mat for an hour and a half at a time and seeing what comes up mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's actually way scarier than staying in motion and trying to just continue to do, 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 do. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because I think you said it a couple episodes back, um, you know, we can keep ourselves busy We're, the oh. mind is really, really good. And we as humans are really, really good. Right. First thing we do, wake up in the morning. What do we have to do today? you know? And, um, but if eventually this stuff is going to come up and smack you in the face and say, time to deal, time to deal with. And that's when the journey begins. You'd said something the very beginning of this episode, um, that is, is somewhere where I am, which is in, in kind of coming back to full circle with this conversation about doing, 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 you know, I have really been looking for lack of a better term, like metrics of like, how will I know when to say yes to something? And how will I know when to say no to something? That's planning self, right? Yeah. There's the planning self. And like, it's, it's important though, because I think it's very easy to just continue to say yes, 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 yes. And then you do get so busy doing that you've clogged, you've clogged everything up and there's no opportunity to do maybe what you really want to be doing. 
And so, you know, I've really been working hard recently on, like you said, like setting intentions. In our last episode, we did that bay leaf mm-hmm. exercise that you brought, that practice, which I loved so much. I was like, let me keep my fire bucket that you lent to me. And I've been doing bay leaf intentions almost every day uh, since that last episode. And the new moon is this weekend. And so I'm going to hey. go outside and bury my bay leaf ashes that I've been burning mm-hmm. with all my intentions. And I've been keeping my intentions really very minimal, you know, just like my intention is to have clarity. My intention is to, you know, um, feel a yes, not just say a yes. My intention is to align with my core values. Yep. Yeah. So like things like that, things that are really trying to help me slow down and get more clarity around what I want to say yes to and what I want to be in relationship with in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of that's been coming up and it's just been really, it's been nice time. I have to say, like, it's, it's a nice time to sit back and, and look at that values alignment, you know, mm-hmm. Re- revisiting my core values and really using those as a good metric and a good tool. Wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So good Great. stuff happening this month. I want to wrap up this segment with, um, feels like we're, we're drawing to that, to that moment. We are because that is just so 100% spot on about intention and feeling right. And Mm -hmm. these kind of simple messages and even like your simple intentions on your bay leaf. Right. And what I was responding to this weekend was the simplicity of, um, go around the middleman. Yeah. And quote was, you know, that I shared was, you know, you're the one that's in the driver's seat. Right. And sometimes that's the intention. Like today, I'm going to remind myself that I am in the driver's seat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because we are bombarded with, you know what, and not just the people in our lives, but social media and the, the information tech highway and there's just so much that we have access to um, that we can be so easily distracted and thrown off our purpose and our power. And that is a big lesson that I have most recently learned. Um, And uh, this concept of being in the driver's seat and, and working around the middleman has something it's, you know, in terms of your mind has been really powerful for, for me in taking my own power back. Right. Um, and there's this other little quote that I saved that I wanted to share and or somebody just shared it. Um, and I thought, yes, like I'm going to print this out actually. And like, I have it right here. Um, put it on my little bulletin board over here, but the universe is a boomerang release the energy you want to receive because we talk so much about letting go of what doesn't serve you release, release, release. But at the same time, we can put energy out there that we want to receive. And so sometimes just reframing things, you know, in a way that we really start to listen differently has a really big impact. And so that's, that's something that I came away with this weekend 
by being literally forced to just lie there and listen Mm, and mm, go mm -hmm. into these deep spaces of wherever and like whatever is coming up. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's something I think I want to take with me into this new moon uh, energy is, yeah, I want to release stuff, but I also want to release energy that I want to receive. I love that. That's new. That's different. I really, really love that. I think that there's a lot to be said for that boomerang idea because I think I, I hate the phrase, um, let it go. I, I hate that <laughs> phrase. You don't ever actually let go mm-hmm. of emotions. Maybe you like Paul Courtney's version of let it be instead. But yeah, really I do because honestly, like, but that boomerang quote actually just put into my mind even more so of why I hate the phrase, let it go. Like just let it go because energy or emotions are just energy in motion. So they don't go away. Motion or energy doesn't go away. Once it's created, it's always Mm -hmm. created. The only thing you can do with energy is transform it. So if you Mm -hmm. don't transform a negative emotion or a negative feeling that you're having inside and someone says, just let it go, just your image of like the boomerang, that's what they're doing. They're letting it go. Like you're just letting it go and you're like tossing it out (laughs) into the world. So guess what you're getting back? Right, that negative energy. Yes. Transform it. Like to my point of like, it's not about letting go. It's about mm-hmm. taking it in and composting it into something more nourishing and something that can actually be good for you. And then I love your boomerang idea because then if you let it go, right. that's great stuff going out and coming back. So mm-hmm. I love that quote. I think that is, I dig it. No, thank to you end for that. It. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, everybody have a great new moon on Sunday. If you're listening to this in real time with us and, um, and remember this journey is it's a slow one. So go slow, be gentle on yourself Yeah, here to inspire you. So if you want to reach out, you have questions, uh, feel free to DM us, um, on our socials Mm -hmm. and, um, we'd be happy to share insights or hear any feedback along the way and how your journey is going. Maybe you can inspire us too. I hope they can. I need a lot of inspiration. All right. Well, peace out people. Bye. We'll see you next time.